With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we go from Cano to Conforto, now to Nimmo. And if there was a bright spot, and there weren't many as far as the regular lineup last year, but Nimmo was one of them, that's for sure. Uh, obviously, the pitchers aside, uh, and he he had a, uh, for him, a very big season last year, and he's a big part of the Met plans this year. Welcome. I don't think we've ever met before, Brendan. Thanks, Welcome. Mike. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having Pleasure. me Pleasure. Thanks very much. What would you take from last year? Uh, you know, I gained a lot of confidence from last year. Um, you know, it, when you do it for a year, you kind of rule out the, you know, it's just kind of, you know, good luck uh, kind of thing. So, um, you know, being able to make adjustments last year, uh, you know, they started to throw the ball a little bit up, more up on me right. uh, halfway through the year and uh, was able to make an adjustment and, uh, you know, maybe even showed that I could be, uh, you know, kind of take two different approaches. Uh, first half of the season had a little more power. Uh, second half of the season showed a little bit more ability to get on base on on a regular basis and hit some hard line drives. So, yeah, I think uh, I think I just gained, gained a lot of confidence from last year. You know, it's funny. I was just talking to Cano and Conforto about it, the shifts and that, all that stuff. And I actually think some teams are leaning against the left-handed hitters even because yep. of the way they're struggling with these shifts compared to the righty hitters. No is it something that you – Cano said he's adjusting to it. Now he says, I'm getting a little older, maybe I'm getting a little smarter. You see him shoot the ball through yeah. the left side today. Um Obviously, he's capable of doing that. He's right. a lifetime 300 hitter. Right. Uh, but do you, are you a guy? Now you you did a great job last year. You showed power, and you showed on base percentage, which is the right. that's the way to the that's the golden route if yeah, you can do it. It is. You did both. But how about that? Do you have to show some at least acknowledge the shift, or do you yeah. not even want to think about it? No, I know I I acknowledge it. Um, you know, in fact, I've been working on uh, the bunting game for that. Right. And you know, I think that's something that you know I can incorporate. And you don't see a lot of bunts from anybody anymore. No, you really don't. No, you don't. You don't. And I think that's something that definitely uh, for me, the guy that I'm looking to get on base. Um, you know, I have to take advantage of if that third baseman, you know, kind of gets a little bit too far in that five hole, then uh, lay one down. Well, you and, think of a lefty dragging a bunt, but how about pushing the bunt? That way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's definitely changed the game a little bit, right? Um, and so you have to adjust to it as well. Um, that is the game of baseball is, is adjustments. So but guys are so conscious too of exit velo and uppercutting that ball and getting that yeah. ball up and you know so every lefty you see him trying to get that ball up yep. there, which is gonna you know it's gonna affect hitting line drives when you're trying to get that ball and get it on the rise and get it in the seats. No doubt. Which is so many lefties you see doing that right. now. You know, I think I think it's knowing yourself a little bit as well because if you feel really comfortable against a pitcher, then uh, you know maybe you can go ahead and try and elevate a little bit more but if you're maybe a little bit less uh less comfortable against this guy maybe maybe you just want to try and shoot that side uh it's definitely something that everyone should try and bring into their game because in order to get hits uh, you have to hit it where they're not and so uh you know definitely they're moving everybody to the right side so that means less people on the left side so um you definitely want to be able to drive the ball the other way as well
That power is one thing. That four hundred four on base percentage is something else. That is, a, that's you know, that's that's big stuff. Yeah. I mean, four hundred. That's magic if yeah. you can get a four hundred on base percentage. Yeah, no, it was a great year last year. Um, you know, had had a lot of uh, a lot of walks. Yeah, a lot of walks, and and then you know, hit by pitches too. Um, you know, trying to own my batter's box. You know, um, these guys sometimes try and uh, yep. and scare you out of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, and so um, you know, realizing that that's another way on base and. Uh, you know, you obviously don't want to get you don't want to get hurt or anything like that. But right, you go ahead. You know, you, a lot of great hitters: Don Baylor, Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson used to put that elbow over the plate yeah. and got hit all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I, you know, I definitely don't want to uh, you know be reaching right. over the plate or anything like that. But you know, when they come in and make a mistake in, in in the batter's box, you know, you want to try and take advantage of that. So any way to get on base is possible. How about the consciousness of of being a guy who can attack and hit out of the park, but also walk? Now, yeah. you think of the Big power hitters, they're going to walk because they're afraid of them. Because, right. you know, the Mickey Mantles of the world, the Barry Bonds of the world, they're going to pitch around them all yeah. the time. But a guy who's going to maybe bat leadoff and can has home run pop, but also also looking at pitches a lot. Gaudy right. looks at a lot of pitches, and he can pop it, and he looks at a ton of pitches. You feel comfortable hitting a lot. you got to be able to hit with two strikes, right? You do. You that's do. And that's one thing that I've been able to do. Um, you know, even when I first got into the Mets system, right. they made us take until two strikes right. and get comfortable with hitting with two strikes. So, well, Alonzo was a great two-strike hitter if you go back with him with the Mets. He's yeah. a great, two, really a wonderful two-strike hitter. Exactly. Some exactly. guys don't like to hit with two strikes. There's a lot There's a lot of guys because, you know... You're going to get the curveball in the dirt, yeah. you know, the whole thing, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. So I think that what, what plays to my benefit is that strike zone. You know, the, the strike zone's discipline, and so trying to have that strike zone discipline with two strikes... Uh, allows me to be able to get to that account. What's the key of being confident hitting the two strikes where you know you're going to hit a lot of breaking balls, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you definitely have to work on that. You know, right. you got you got to work on, you know, what what the pitches that you think they're going to go to, um, right. you know, curveballs in the dirt, you know, whatever it may be, and being able to recognize and lay off and then Are there certain mistakes. pitches you don't want to go to two strikes on that you, you know who were really nasty with that with maybe a breaking ball or something well, like that? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, there's the aces right. of the game, right. you know, there's the Scherzers, the Verlanders. Sure. I mean, they're going to get you out anytime. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Okay. So, you know, those guys make it really tough. But, you know, honestly, there, there's a lot of guys that I, I feel very, very comfortable with two strikes uh, hitting, and I had a lot of success with it last year, and it's because of the strike zone discipline. Um, so, really, it's just trying to find a good pitch to hit. Um, honestly, you're trying to find that mistake. So, whenever they make the mistake uh, early in the count, you jump on it. But if they're not, then, you know, you kind of take your chances with two strikes. When I've talked to Brody, uh, he's stressed depth. He's stressed versatility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know Cano, I know they're going to have to drag him off the field. He, he <laughs> yeah. want, the guy, I've watched him all these years. He doesn't want to come out of the right. game. Conforto says he wants to play right. I prefer to play right all the time. Yep. That changes things if that's the case. Now, you, what do you see? For you? Obviously, you know, center field, right. uh, you want to play every day if you can. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, how do you see your role to start? Do you see it as a guy who's got to prove he's going to play every day, or do you think they're going to give you a chance to play every day? Uh, honestly, I think whenever you come into a season, you can't take it as, oh, I, you know, I've got this in the bag. Right. Uh, you get, you have to come in, and you have to prove that, that you can do this on every basis. And hit basis. lefties. Yeah, exactly. But you got to see lefties to hit lefties, right? You, I mean, that's, exactly you right. know, that's funny. You know, Paul O'Neill told me early in his career, you know, because he had a book where Lou Pinello was a great hitter, a good mm-hmm. hitter, and a good hitting teacher and a manager. He came 
can't hit lefties. Well, when he came to the Yankees, let him play every day. All of a right. sudden, he could hit lefties. Right. It's and and a guy, he says, hey, I never got a chance to hit lefties when I was young. How was right. I supposed to hit them? Yeah, exactly. You got to see him to hit them. No, right? you're exactly right. And I think that's where I think I would be interested to see my second half against lefties versus the first half because, you know, in April we just had a platoon going. Right. And I never did. And see And if you any don't lefties. see lefties, it's hard. <laughs> but then you face 97 specialists right. and a know? big hook and uh, <laughs> you know and a slider on your belt. Exactly. And, you know, it's tough. Exactly. Yeah. So I like to tell people that when I got into pro ball, I didn't hit righties or lefties very well. So, <laughs> so, but once I saw guys over and over again, then I started to be able to make the adjustments. So yeah, it's a double-edged sword. You got to see them to hit them. Was was last year the big jump in power and everything? Was it a surprise to you, or, or, or did you? I mean, was it not a surprise to you? And was surprised us? I no, mean, there there was a little bit of surprise, you know, for me. Um, there was definitely things I've been working on for the past couple of years right. with K Long and Six on getting my legs a little bit more, and, and you know, we we looked into that launch angle stuff right. as well because I was making a lot of hard contact right. and if I just change that angle well look what bit. Murphy did Murphy yeah. changed it and he always made contact right yep. he never he made contact but anybody in baseball yeah. and all of a sudden when he changed that launch angle he became yeah. a different guy exactly so a very similar thing for me is you know they noticed that I was hitting a lot of balls really hard right so I just needed to kind of change that launch angle a little bit and that's what we did you know last year and also I got a little bit closer to the plate a couple of years ago and um, all those things kind of came together last year and, and allowed me to be able to drive the ball better you know, when you have the kind of year you did, and like, you know, as everyone knows, if you're going to hit home runs and walk, you're going to play. I mean, right. that's that's the way the game is because you're going to have a high OPS, which yeah. is what baseball's about. Right. I mean, that's the bottom line. Yep. With that, And we're talking with Brandon Nimmo. If that's the case, they're going to find a place for you. I right. mean, that's really what it comes down to. So, I mean, when you have the kind of year you had last year, it jumps off the page. Look at it. I mean, look at his <laughs> OPS. You know, yeah. you know, that's a it's a great season. Well, thank you. appreciate that. Yeah, no, definitely. Those are, those are things that they're looking at in baseball now, and so those are the places you try and improve on is you know that on base percentage and, and and driving the ball with that slugging but yeah on base plus slugging uh, that's that's the big number and and so everybody's trying to get you know at least a, over 800 for that and you're, you're going to be an everyday guy and you almost guy. got the 900 last year which is pretty <laughs> nice uh you know do you did confidence breed success or is it i mean how do you, what comes first the chicken or the egg i mean do you have to be successful to to be do you have to have some confidence to be successful or yeah. you got to find the i mean somewhere along the way one's got to start first right, right? yeah I mean, exactly you got to be productive first or you got to have confidence yeah. first you know i think the big thing that you'll find with all these guys in this clubhouse is they're all very confident in themselves now there's been reason for that right. obviously coming up through you know every level they've been you know the best player that they've been but there's a point at some time you know that all of these guys hit where you're, you're you're not necessarily the best anymore and you end up struggling and uh, all of us probably went through that in the minor leagues at some point and I know I did as well and you, you, that's when you really have to believe in yourself and believe in your work ethic and I find a lot of confidence in my preparation so when I prepare for pitchers and, and catcher or, you know going out and playing the game and I'm looking at the video on the pitchers and the catchers and what their sequences are and I'm putting all that preparation in and then my video work as well I find a lot of confidence in that so that's where the confidence comes from with before getting the success uh, but then once you do get some some success, it breeds a different kind of confidence. Was there a point last year where you saw to expect that the, the performance that we saw? You know, I, I really tried to focus really really hard on on the small details each day, and and when I looked up at the end of the year, that's I, I looked up and I was like, wow this is a good place where I'm at. Um, you know, obviously we would love for the team to be in a different, if right. in a different spot. But personally, when I looked up, I was like, okay, wow. Baseball so, is still an individual sport that you got to, you got to help your team, but you can't yeah. help them if you don't hit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I tried to keep a very, very small, um, window, you know, of just trying to focus on 
each pitch um, and trying to win each pitch of every at bat. And then when I was out in the field, you know, just trying to be ready for each. And when I took it that, you know, that small uh, of increments, um, then I looked up at the end of the year and I was in a really good spot. So I plan to do the same thing this year and try and take care of the very, very small details. How did you feel about defense last year? How did you feel at the defensive end of it last year? I felt like I improved on a lot of things last year. Um, obviously, it's, it's kind of like what we were talking about with left-handed uh, pitching. you got to be able to get out there and do right. it. it. It is different in the big leagues because you have that third deck on, and, and it, yep. it is different uh, yep. in the outfield um, Absolutely. in the big leagues. So, um, you know, you have, to, you have to be able to get out there, get the experience. And once I did, uh, you know, I, I really got – much better at the corners uh, and then I think you know definitely we're working on center field as well but I came up through the minor leagues as a center fielder and very very comfortable there everybody so. says if you can play center center is easier to play right because right. it's, it's just a, it's a better angle better right? angle right. yeah and no, nobody's like top spinning those right. you know and, and guys are hitting hitting the ball really hard all the time in the big leagues and those top spinners are probably one of the toughest ones but you got to throw it in the, you got to go get the alleys and you got to throw it so right. you got to run and throw right exactly so yeah I, I'm very confident in, in my my ability to play center field but uh you know i'm also a big team guy and, and you know i really believe that wherever they need me to go whether it's center or left um you know that that i can help out in, in either place but i really believe i made you know really big strides last year defensively well listen keep it up good luck congratulations on a great season last thanks, year Mike. thanks very much appreciate pleasure it. to talk to you thanks Thank for you. having me on my pleasure brandon nemo back after this